right. Thank you, Johanna. And welcome, everyone, whether you're listening live, I mean, watching live. Well, no, you can't watch this live. So you're watching by uh, recording. But welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, the topic for this week is life or death. Okay. And I guess you might say this is kind of a pet peeve of mine. You know, everyone constantly prioritizes things in their life, even if they already had a priority. Meaning, okay, you've got your schedule for the day, but what if you wake up with a migraine? Or what if halfway through the day you get a really bad upset stomach and, uh, you know, start running to the bathroom every five minutes? What if you're going through your day and you get some just terrible news? Do you change your day? Do you reprioritize? Okay. What if you're going through your day and you get some unbelievable, once-in-a-lifetime incredible news? Do you change your day? Uh, my thinking on both of those is probably you do. Okay. We constantly prioritize. Th think if all of a sudden you're, you're going through your day and there's water running everywhere in your house. You reprioritize, okay? You had, you had a priority to go do emails and then make some phone calls and then do this and then do that, but the water running on the floor changes that, okay? And this happens constantly to all of us our whole life. And so we sort of have... You know, uh, probably for most of us not written down, but we have a priority for today, a priority for tonight, a priority for tomorrow that, you know, we've maybe thought about a little bit, or it's just a routine that we do, which is still a priority. A routine is even more a priority because you're doing it regularly, okay? And, um, and there's all kinds of things on that list, brushing your teeth, washing your face, shaving if you're well, I guess if you're a guy or a girl, you uh, may need to shave. But anyway, the point is, all of us, our whole life, prioritize. The concern here is that once we get to 6, 8, 10, 12 years old, most people start prioritizing the wrong thing. So they've got water running on their floor, but they're just going ahead with their day like nothing's happening. Or they've got a terrible stomach ache or a migraine or terrible news or great news, but they're not adjusting based on what is happening in their life and what would be the best priority for now. They're just going with the one they already have. Obviously, if you've got water running on your floor, the best priority right now, you know, considering there's no other life or death thing going on, is take care of the water running on the floor, okay? Go turn off the water, call the plumber, whatever. So how silly is it when we have things like this in our life that happen, or even an overall priority that we know about, we see it, we even think about it from time to time, but we don't reprioritize accordingly. And that's what this week's teaching is all about, is that um, the spiritual laws of nature that we're talking about and living your life based on how your brain, nervous system, mind, body are made to work 
correctly, which is in harmony with the spiritual laws of nature, but we're going against those laws, malfunctioning a, a lot, and we're not changing priority. We're just letting the water run out on the floor and doing nothing about it, okay? So, to me, it is. It's life or death. It's life or death today. Your life experience for this day, right now, today, whatever day it is that you're hearing my voice right now, okay, your experience this day, whether it's good, bad, or neutral, is largely determined by what you prioritize, what you focus on, and what's most important to you, okay? So, if at the end of the day, your father or mother or, or child or spouse or friend says, hey, how was your day today? What you say is determined by what you prioritize. And by and large, if you prioritize your physical and external circumstances, then your answer to that question is going to be some days, oh, great, because things went your way that day. And some days, oh, it was just awful because your physical and external circumstances, something negative happened there. Or it's going to be, uh, you know, some good, some bad, all right? On the other hand, if, if you are living in harmony with the spiritual laws of nature, and almost every client I've had over 35 years, at least when they came to say, see me, they were not doing that. So if you're living in disharmony with the spiritual laws of nature, then no matter what happens in your physical and external circumstances, it's probably going to be a bad day at the end. But the flip side is if you live prioritizing the spiritual, prioritizing love, joy, peace, prioritizing relationships. Uh, I've talked before about a wonderful study that came out of uh, Europe a couple of years ago, and I'd never seen anything like it. Very well done study, highly regarded over many years, and what they found is that whether you have harmonious, stress-free relationships or disharmonious anger-filled or irritation-filled or just conflict-filled relationships, that one factor made a 300% difference whether you would get a disease and die by middle age. I mean, we're not talking, okay, if, if something goes wrong, then you're going to have a rash for two weeks. Or if something goes wrong, you know, you, you're going to have acid reflux. No, we're talking getting a disease and dying by middle age, okay? I've never seen any statistic like that in the 30 years I've been reading scientific literature. I mean, 50% is headline news. This is 300% between life and health or death and illness and disease. And the one factor is the state of your relationships and the state of the relationship memories in your mind and heart. Okay? So, all the research here, at least the latest research, 
is with me on this. That if you prioritize the spiritual, if you prioritize love, joy, peace, if you prioritize having right harmonious relationships, okay, at the end of the day, almost every single day, you're going to say, yeah, it was a good day. I mean, and then maybe the person asks, what was good about it? Well, nothing special. I just, you know, I, I, great thoughts, great feelings, uh, good relationships. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm living in the spiritual. I'm living in love, joy, and peace predominantly. Now, there's no path with no pain, but this is the path of pain with meaning and from a root of love compared to pain without meaning from a root of fear, all right? So, anyway, if you consider the truth about this matter, it is unbelievable to me that today so few people prioritize the spiritual. And I'm not talking about church, man. I went to church all my life. I wasn't prioritizing the spiritual. I mean, every once in a while I would on a retreat or some special night something happened or maybe something would touch me for 10 minutes in one of the services or something like that. But by and large, I no, I was punching a clock. I was, uh, you know, doing my to-do list. Go to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. All right? So, and, and the way it started was so I won't go to hell. You know, a, a, a negative reason rather than a positive, which I believe is what it should be. So, the point today is whether you know it, whether you believe it, and are not doing it, no matter what your situation is, this is a life or death issue to you and everyone you love today. And it will be tomorrow and every other day of your life. So if you start living in congruence with that, your life is going to get better and better in virtually every way, including your physical and external circumstances. On the other hand, if you maybe would answer, I prioritize the spiritual, but you know really in life you, you're maybe not prioritizing it, then every day is going to be a struggle. And at the end of every day, whether that day was good or bad, is going to be almost completely dependent on your physical and external circumstances that happened that day, which means roller coaster. Good, bad, terrible, wonderful, t awful, and a life largely filled with stress, coping, and for many, just getting through the day and their to-do list. So, um, I'd like you to invite. I'd like to invite you to prioritize the spiritual. Join hands with me and hundreds of thousands and millions of people all over the world who are realizing this and are starting to live their life this way, or at least take steps to live their life this way. Prioritizing the spiritual from the time your feet hit the floor from the bed in the morning to when they leave the floor back to the bed at night. So, you're invited, officially. 
And that's it for me, Johanna. All right. Thanks, Alex. Now, if any of you have questions or comments, you can raise your hand by pressing star 2 on the phone. And um, that was really awesome, that whole teaching, Alex. I encourage everybody to um, watch or listen again to Alex teaching these um, special laws of nature on YouTube. Or um, the audio is also posted. These audios are also posted on YouTube after we, we do these um, interactions with Alex. I have one question for you, Alex. It's okay. Last week. Yeah. Um, it's from Marilyn, and she said, is there a difference, or what is the difference, between turning every thought into a prayer or healing it with a trilogy? Yeah. Good question. Is there a difference between turning every thought into a prayer when you have a negative thought versus healing it with trilogy? And I would say, yes, there's a big difference, a huge difference, okay? When I pray, man, I'm plugging into God. I'm plugging into the spiritual. I'm plugging into the possible miraculous, okay? And and even outside of that, we have double-blind studies that show a night and day difference with people who are prayed for versus people who aren't, and neither one knew they were being prayed for, okay? Uh, in in uh, Larry Dossie's wonderful book, Reinventing Medicine, you'll find several of those, okay? So, yes, to me, uh, Trilogy is just a tool, like a screwdriver or a hammer, I mean, it's a really fantastic tool, I think. Maybe the best tool of its type we've ever had, at least uh, based on the initial medical testing, but it's still just a tool. Prayer, to me, is more than that. It is a part of life. Okay? Trilogy's not life. It's a tool. Prayer is life. Okay? and, And it's a form of communication to God that I believe affects my heart, it affects my mind, it affects my body, okay? We're built that way. I believe Einstein's 1935 experiment, Action at a Distance, I believe he discovered some stuff in the lab that God built into us, maybe as part of prayer, or that respond to prayer, or that prayer initiates, or or something, but, but I believe they're connected in some way because we do work that way. Einstein proved that. And prayer also does things like that in, a, in not only in us, but in relations to other people. Well, prayer is communication. So every relationship I have is about communication. I call it the, the three C's. Really, I changed it to the four C's. Uh, commitment, communication, communion, and community, all right? But communication is absolutely essential for every relationship I have. So I was just talking a minute ago about the relationship study that made a 300% difference. Well, that's what prayer is doing. Prayer is relational. So yes, to me there's a night and day difference, but that doesn't mean do prayer and don't do trilogy. It means do both. I mean, trilogy takes five minutes a day. And if trilogy works, it, it's my belief, it works because it works in harmony with the physical laws of nature that God built and intended. Okay? Uh, God made everything and said it's very good. All right? So 
that's uh, that's my two cents on that. Thank you, and thank you, Johanna. Thank everyone for listening. And remember, um, you can get us a question even if you can't be here. And then when we do this uh, event, we will record the answer, post it, and you can watch it whenever that's convenient for you. So I'm out of here. I love you guys. Thank you, Johanna. Love you. Bye-bye.